Welcome, everybody. You are listening to The Life of an Educator, hosted by Matthew Gill. Hey team, and welcome to another episode of The Life of an Educator. It's so great to have you alongside again as we are in the middle of Season 3, and I do hope that you are enjoying these episodes as much as I am creating them. It's been a great journey, and if you've noticed, we have dove into a little bit more in-depth into the classroom and how I believe a classroom should be, yes, for sure, learning, but also time to build relationships and to help students grow as an individual. And so if you haven't listened to the first six episodes of the season, I encourage you to go back and and jump in and listen to those. Today, we're going to jump into episode seven, which I have entitled The Impact of Failure. And I've been talking to a few people in preparation for this episode, and it's amazing how failure is such a heavy word, and it's a word that people don't like to admit, talk about, um, talk about the stories of when they failed. It's quite interesting, and I think it has a lot to do with where our society has come. I think it's a lot to do with how a lot of societal things don't allow us to fail. I think of an example. I was in my student teaching, and I was asked to help with coaching badminton. And so I agreed and I was uh, working alongside another student teacher and we had a great connection and we made a great team and we had our players join and we were practicing and we were getting forward, looking forward to the tournament that was going to happen with all of the schools coming together to play in this badminton tournament with all of the junior highs. And so I was looking into it and I emailed and asked about how the play was going to happen. How do we determine who gets to go to the playoffs and wins the championship? And the result and the response I got was very shocking to me in the fact that there was no winner or or loser. This tournament was simply just to have fun and to have all the schools come together and play. And it was interesting to me because they still wanted me to go to the desk and give the results of each of the players and how they did. And I was kind of wondering, well, what do you need the results for if no one wins or loses and there's no point of winning because there's no actual championship that we're playing towards. And that was the first experience I was about, I would have been about 28 one or two at the time, in my student teaching block. And that was the first time I realized, wow, failure is changing in how we see failure and how we don't want and don't allow people to fail. In the Manitoba education system, it is very, very, very rare for a student to fail any grade up until grade nine. If someone was going to fail a grade, I've heard that the student, the parent, and the administrator has to agree that this is the best interest of the child. And I'm not going to admit to wanting to stay back a grade, right? If the student has that luxury of deciding for him or herself whether they're going to go on to the next grade, it's not going to happen. And so 
students get their first experience of failure in the credit system that we have here in Manitoba in grade 9. So from grade 9 to 12, you need 30 credits to graduate, and each course that you take is worth one credit. And so this is a big shock for students, especially when they come to the high school where I teach high school math and you know, a lot of my students are taking pre-calculus math, which is a high-level math, and it's skill-based. And so I'm grading based on the skills that they are able to show me through the checkpoints and assessments that I do. And when I tell them they are at risk of not getting their credit, it is a big shock to them. They've never actually experienced any type of failure before. They've been participating in sports. They've been participating in games. There's no winner or loser. There's no not right, I'm wrong, I didn't make the cut, right? And this is a big problem for these students because then they experience failure for the first time and they don't know how to deal with it. No one's taught them. They haven't experienced how to deal with it, right? Uh, The definition of failure I just looked up and it says that it is a lack of success or the inability to meet an expectation, which is really interesting to me because I'm a big fan of outlying the expectation, outlying what is expected of my students. And so not that I want my students to fail, but when I am giving them an expectation and they don't meet that expectation, well, that would be classified as failure. Now, it's really interesting because I was reading up on this and talking to people about this in preparation for this episode. And people have said this. So yes, the failure is defined as a lack of success or the inability to meet an expectation. But this is what's interesting. The problem is is that we can read too much into failure. And so I'm going to stop there for a second and then I'm going to keep reading what I was looking at. But we read too much into failure. I totally agree because failure just means you didn't meet an expectation. Right In school, if you don't meet the expectation of understanding the concepts, then we're going to try again. And that's the thing that I think is really interesting about failure is failure doesn't mean you're less of or that you are not able to. It just means that we get to try again, that we made a mistake, that maybe we get to have another chance. And in my classroom, I'm, I'm a big fan of getting a second chance of trying again and of showing me what you have learned. And I don't use the word failure in my class. I don't really want to um, have failure in my class. And so I think there's a way of accepting or acknowledging that there is a possibility of failure, but not making it the point or the center of conversation, right? Failure, yes, is an option. But we have so many other options to make sure that we want to apply those options first in order for us to be successful. And so I think it's important that with failure, we notice that we don't want to read too much into it. When someone fails, it just means they didn't get it. It just means that they made a mistake. It doesn't mean that they're doomed for eternity. It means that something went wrong and we need to give them another chance to make it better. How do we do that? Well, we need to be open to showing them where they went wrong for acknowledging that, you know, this maybe didn't go quite right. And then from there going and giving them an opportunity. 
too often we tie failure to our sense of self-worth, self-esteem, self-acceptance. And this is huge. The expectation we fail to meet is often our own or one that we've created in our own head. And here's the biggest thing that I think is the problem with failure is we take a simple mistake or a simple wrongdoing or a simple not making the cut and we turn it back on ourselves and say, woe is me, I am not able, I am not good enough, I don't have value, I don't have worth, I suck, I am dumb, or whatever else goes on in their head. And that is a problem because failure doesn't mean any of those things, right? Remember that failure is just a lack or an inability to meet an expectation, right? And so we set expectations on ourselves all of the time. And that's a good thing. Expectation sets the bar. And as human beings, I think it is very, very important that we do set expectations for ourselves so that we know where to go, so that we work hard, so that we put in effort, so that we don't get lazy, so that we don't throw in the towel. But when we don't meet an expectation, we need to just see that as, oh, maybe the bar was set too high. Or, oh, I so close. Maybe if I try again with a little bit of a different strategy, I will be able to meet the expectation. Right? All of the time in the high-level math courses that we offer at the high school, I say to students, you might not get it the first time, and that's okay. You can take it again, whether that's a given checkpoint or assessment in my class, but it might also mean that you don't get it the first time in the semester block that you are given time to complete it in. And so guess what? The course will be offered again next semester, and you can try again. And the sucky thing is, is that students see that as, oh, I'm not good enough. People are going to bully me. People are going to make fun of me. And if that's true, that is really sad on our society because what is wrong with doing it again? What is wrong with trying to meet the expectation? What is wrong with putting both feet forward and trying to achieve something that is worth achieving? And so I say to my students all the time, if you need to take it again, take it again. And guess what? What you got in the first time, you're going to get more in the second and you're going to be more successful in the long run. And you're going to, you know, really be successful in the second time that you do it because you're more capable, you're more open, and you've already got a lot of the knowledge that's already there. And so I think you know, this failure thing is really becoming a problem in this education system, but it's also becoming a problem in society is we are so scared of failure because no one knows how to fail. I remember the first time I failed anything was in university and I didn't know how to deal with it. So what did I do? It was an exam that I got back and it was a failing mark and I didn't know how to deal with it. And I went to the corner and I cried. That was how I dealt with it. Now, was that the worst thing that could happen? No, that was the way I dealt with it with not knowing how to deal with failure. But I did what I'm reading about right now about how big of an impact failure can have on people when we don't teach them about the okayness of failure. I went home and I started thinking about, am I 
worthy of being a high school teacher? Should I drop out of university? Should I change careers? Should I change my teachable and not be a math teacher because it was a math exam that I had failed? And all of these things are going on in my head. And guess what? I just didn't do so well on one little math exam. It has not affected my career in any way, shape, or form. And so, but yet I went home and I started to question my motives. I started to question my worthiness of being in this degree and in this school and all of these things because I had not been taught and I had not been shown how to deal with failure. We need to be very careful about how we respond to simply not meeting an expectation, right? I just didn't understand the questions that were on the exam. It wasn't anything to do with the person that I am, the personality that I have, the hard work ethic that I have, all of those things that are still in me, that are still part of me. I still have a passion for teaching and I have a joy of teaching math. I still work hard. I still set expectation for myself and my students. And yet that one minor exam that I didn't reach the expectation on has not had an effect on the bigger picture. And so we take these little moments of failure and we just expand them and over-exaggerate them to the point where it's like you're not good enough or to the point of you fail. And we take this failure word and then we don't talk about the failure of the, the task, but we take the word failure and we assign it to the person and we say this person is a failure. And how sad is that when that's not even the definition of the word? So I think that, you know, if you're a parent or a student or a teacher or just someone who is interested in this podcast and you've enjoyed what you've heard, be careful how you word and speak the word failure. Be careful how you think of the word failure. It is simply not meeting an expectation. Whenever I give an assessment to my students, I, I mark it. And if it goes well, I think, wow, good job, students, right? They understood the concepts that were taught. When the students don't do well, because I always I look at the grade, I calculate the average. I want to make sure that the students are understanding what's going on. And when the students don't understand, I don't immediately classify them as a failure, I don't classify them as people who are dumb or don't understand um, and there's no hope for them. It's true that they don't understand what was taught. And so then I have to do a lot of reflection and I have to ask myself, what what could I have done differently? As the teacher, the one administering the assessment, the one who's teaching the material, what could I have done differently? Could I have done something differently? Maybe there was nothing I could do differently. But... There was a circumstance where there was an assessment that was done in my class and, and the, the majority of the class struggled on it. And so I did a lot of reflecting and I asked myself, what could I have done better? And then I, the next day I brought the students in to the class and I asked them, what could you have done better? And we had a really great conversation about, you know, how this came to this point that this chapter, though I taught it the best way I could, Though the students practiced, something was amiss. Something didn't happen that was supposed to happen. It didn't click for the students, right? Never once did I call them a failure, right? 
we talked about how, you know, we didn't meet the expectation. We chuckled a bit at the fact that, you know, the the whole class didn't do so well and we made light of it. But we also had a very serious conversation about what could we do differently and how are we going to go from here. It would have been very easy for me as a teacher just to move on and say, who cares? Uh, the students don't know what's going on and too bad, so sad. But I actually took time to talk to the students about what they could have done better, what I could have done better. And both went away with tips and strategies to change for the next time around. And I decided to spend a couple of days and review some of the concepts that were not being understood uh, the first time around. And the students learned from that. They realized that there's more than just, you know, trying to perform on an assessment and if it doesn't work well then you know I get a failing grade and I go and be emotional or I get angry or bitter but remembering I talked about this in last episode about assessment we need to remember what the goal is here we need to remember that the goal in teaching is not to categorize students as excellent versus failures But the goal of teaching is to teach. The goal of teaching is to have students learn. So if that's the goal, acknowledging them as a failure is not going to do anything to help them be successful. You know, even when students do poorly on an assessment, I have an assessment scale and 0 to 49% says restart. It doesn't say failure, right? It doesn't say fail. It says restart. You get another try. You get to try it again. You didn't get it the first time. Let's try again and and see if we can get a better grade, right? And so I say all of these things to say no one's a failure. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we don't get it right the first time. Sometimes we have misjudgments. Sometimes we think before we speak. Sometimes we don't understand a concept being taught. Sometimes things just don't align and... We don't meet the expectation that was asked of us. And if you work in a good organization, if you are a part of a understanding family, if you have understanding friendships, if you work in a school with teachers who understand the importance of teaching, you're going to get a second chance. And you're not going to you know, have to go into a corner and sulk about failing anything. But you're going to reflect and say, oh, shoot, I didn't do so well the first time. What was the issue here? And you're going to work at it. And you're going to study. And you're going to find resources. And you're going to ask for help. And you're going to get another try. And you're going to be successful. Right? I want all of my students to be successful. And there's a way to do that that, yes, under acknowledges that failure is a possibility but recognizing that if there's a small piece of the puzzle that doesn't go so well that doesn't define the student I don't want any student to ever think that I define them as a failure or I define them as something because they weren't as smart as another I love all of my students no matter where they fall in the number on a grade scale because they're people first right they are all people who have a heart and have a mind and they are valued 
And so, yes, I have to teach math. Yes, I have to give them a grade. But that doesn't define them as a person. That only defines them in their math skills in my class at a specific moment at a specific time. So right now I have my four classes that are going to be given a grade based on the skills that they can show between September 2023 and January 2024. But that then in no way defines them with the personality that they have, with the quirks that they have, with the joy that they possess, with the charisma that they bring to my classroom. That's the win. That's the person that they are. That's the value that they have. And so we have to be very careful of how we define failure, first of all, and and how we how we preach it, how we share it, how we go about it, because I believe that mental health is very, very real in our society today. And one of the reasons is because these young people are classifying themselves as as failures at a very young age. And I'm not sure where they're getting this from. I don't know if it's social media. I don't know if it's the people they're hanging out with. But it's scary of how early people are defining themselves as failures. And so we as teachers, we as parents, as coaches, as people, we need to be careful of how we value kids and how we value people. And I think that everyone is valuable. I think everyone has worth. And a math exam or a math test or any subject, English, social studies, you name it, it doesn't define the person. And I think I want to leave it at that because I want you to hear what I think is the most important thing to leave with is a skill in a subject doesn't define a person, doesn't define a student. They are valuable beyond a time where they might fall short of the expectation. They are worth more than not making the cut on a basketball team. They are more than not getting a 90% on a math test. They are more than not getting a credit because they got a 42% in an English class. They are more than fill in the blank. Any failure that they have done doesn't define them. They are worth more than that. And so failure is a big deal, especially in our society. I don't know exactly. I can't pinpoint it right now. Maybe if this uh, podcast lasts a few more seasons, I'll I'll be able to have another episode on failure and maybe be able to speak a little bit more into it because it's it's something very interesting to me that you know, is affecting our society. And uh, I don't want to leave this episode doom and gloom. I want to leave it encouraged because we as people get to define how we talk to people and how we interact with people, how we teach, how we coach, how we engage. And so I think we have to, you know, be wise and have discernment of of how we use this word. It's been seen as this very dark word. And I think that that wasn't the intention of the definition of failure. It's just not meeting an expectation. Well, let's make sure that we set expectations that are reasonable. Let's make sure that we are setting expectations that are achievable. Let's make sure that we are setting expectations that students can attain. And when we set them up for success, then failure probably won't be an option, right? Because they're not even going to be anywhere near it because we have set them up for success. And so thanks so much for listening. It was a little bit 
raw. These are just my thoughts being poured out kind of on the fly. And uh, so I hope it all made sense. Send me your comments. Send me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you about what your experience is about dealing with failure, the impact of failure. And uh, maybe we'll have another episode on failure in, in the seasons to come. I want to thank you again for listening. It doesn't work without you. And so any every time you listen, you are helping this podcast be better. And uh, thanks so much for being on the journey. If you have any comments, concerns, praise, encouragement, I'd love to hear from you. Contact me through social media. And uh, if not, then I look so forward to being with you again in two weeks when another episode is released. Until then, thanks for being awesome. Thanks for listening into the life of an educator. And that was the next